your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tempe, Arizona. Not only covering Arizona, not only covering the Valley, but worldwide. So, if you're at work, take a break. We got an hour to do this thing, do this show, talk about a few things. Uh, take a break again for your making cold calls, your solitary, your free sale games at the computer. We're on the Voice America Sports Network. I am Kwame Lasseter. You are listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Like I said, we have a lot of things going on about in the world of sports. The big news for me is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is in the valley. He's down in Tucson. So if anyone is driving, anyone is driving down here to watch this guy play, I'm riding with you. Don't ask me for gas because <laughs> my guy, my gas like just came on heading to the studio. So if you can accept those terms, I'm riding with you. I got shotgun. We're going to talk about the uh, steroid use, which is a dead horse. is um, tired of beating it. But also in the, in the matter of how can you police your own? How can you police your own? They do such an extensive background check when you're coming into professional sports. So why not Why not do that Why when you thinking about re-signing these guys to a long-term deals? We're going to talk about a little bit of the Suns. I got guests in the studio. I have Amp Lee. I have Song Lee. No relationship, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> but we'll get back into that. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Suns. And I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Amp as far as Steve's Nash concerned, but I get into that as we talk about the basketball. Uh, but again, uh, we, definitely we have to talk about the Arizona Cardinals and uh, what they're doing in the free agent market. I, I mentioned earlier, I mentioned last week that the Arizona Cardinals were 42, possibly 45, 47 million under the salary cap, and what they was going to have to do to get things done as far as uh, not maintain, not letting down from what happened last year. They had a great playoff run on their way to the Super Bowl, even though they lost the Super Bowl. They had a lot of things to build off. They had a lot of things in place where they can win and stay in contentions, not just in the NFC West, but also throughout the uh, National Football League. They have to sign Kurt Warner. We have to deal with the issue of Anquan Bolden. You have uh, Carlos Dansby, whom they signed uh, to a franchise tag of, in a non-exclusive rights. I will explain the non-exclusive uh, information about that uh, to clarify what that really is. Also, uh, another guy who's under contract, and you, he's not making noise about re-signing At least I haven't heard anything. And that's uh, one of my favorite players, Adrian Wilson. They'll have a handful of guys they can sign, but they can get those guys done with a million-dollar deal here or there, like Bertrand Berry. He will stay here for that. Um, Antonio Smith. And with the hiring of um, – not hiring, it's more of a promotion because he was with the staff, uh, Bill Davis, to the uh, defensive coordinator. He's going to install – the 3-4 defense, a legitimate 3-4 defense, and he's a Pittsburgh guy. And you saw the success that Pittsburgh had with the 3-4 defense on their way to winning the Super Bowl. So you have to get those guys signed. You have to get those guys signed. Adrian Wilson, you have to bring more linebackers in. I mentioned the um, Carlos Dansby franchise tag and a non-exclusive right. And what that is is um, the Cardinals tag him with the hopes of re-signing him I don't think the tag is used correctly because they tagged him last year with the franchise, and you shouldn't be able to do that if you're not going to re-sign the guy to a long-term deal. And that's, what, and that's one of the reasons why he's playing on the way to winning the Super Bowl and getting that ring. 
but he has to have some financial stability. Um, but the franchise tag, non-exclusively, is if anyone wants to make a deal or make a run at Carlos Dansby, they will have to give up two first-round picks to take this guy. The Arizona would receive those as compensation for tagging him. So that's a good deal for himself. So he he has a chance to uh, uh, make money in the future as far as his craft and playing professional football. Kurt Warner. Now the deal with Kurt Warner, I think I've always made I always made it known that I like Kurt Warner. That he's a professional guy. We don't talk about the Cardinals in the Super Bowl if Kurt Warner is not the guy. Um, it being my they drafted Matt Liner, uh, first round tenth pick, and he hasn't panned out not as of yet. I'm thinking he may be a good backup, but down the road, but he's not a Kurt Warner. So the deal they had a, early in the year, early in the off season, they had a deal on the table for Kurt Warner. I think it was two years, eighteen million. So that's nine a year. Then they upped it for two more years or two more million, which that gave him a two-year $20 million. Now, Kurt is in the neighborhood. He's looking for something in the neighborhood around $14, $16 million. Uh, and this is a guy who said right after the Super Bowl that he was not thinking about playing. This is a guy who said last year he has a lot of football in him. I don't know the emotional. I don't know the uh, the uh, mind games you play. But uh, he and uh, I, I made owners that he is a pretty good quarterback, just not – uh, not just his leadership, but coming out the huddle and and knowing where to go with the ball, getting these guys involved in the game. Um, he's that he's that type of guy that you would want to have signed get done on your team for this year. We also have a Anquan Bolden uh, situation. He's under contract, and he's looking for that Larry Fitzgerald type number, four year, forty million. I don't know. I have no idea what they promised this guy uh, as far as contract is is uh, concerned. But if you look at what he's going to make this year, it's $2.75 million this year. In 2010, he's going to make $3 million. Now, to anyone else that's not in the sports world, that's a lot of money. But in the National Football League or any professional football league, they're giving that money away to guys with lesser abilities. And he's a guy who's just as important as Larry Fitzgerald, just as important to the success of Kurt Warner. So I think you would want to get him done. And I mentioned Adrian Wilson. Adrian's on the contract. So if you're going to install this 3-4 defense, um, you would want to have Adrian. And you saw the success that Troy Palamula had down in Pittsburgh with the blitzing and the disguising and, and making plays, whether he's sacking quarterbacks or intercepting quarterbacks. You want to get that done. I mentioned I have uh, Amp Lee in the studio. Amp will have his own show. If you want to call in for questions or comments or suggestions about a show or if you need uh, answers to your questions, the number is one eight eight eight. 346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. That's a toll-free number. I know our economy is in such a uh, shape that uh, you don't have to pay for calls. But I have Amp Lee and I have Song Lee and Amp. Welcome to the show once again. You will have your own show uh, coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Song, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about golf, so I know you're excited about that. Yes. Amp, Very what, excited. What do you what do you think about the uh, situation as far as what the Cardinals doing? They have money under the cap. They franchise Carlos uh, Dansby. Uh, what is important for them right now? Right now, this moment. Kurt Warner, I, I agree that I think Kurt is uh, is a guy they have to. He has to be the first issue, first item on the table. Get him signed. Um, with Kurt asking for fourteen, sixteen million, I, he may be that valuable to the Cardinals and maybe a few other teams. On the open market, I don't know if he's that valuable across the board with his age, <clears throat> you know, some of the things in terms of the system and so forth. But I think it's important to get him signed because 
he's that valuable to the Cardinals. So they definitely need to get that done. And I think it makes it even more important that Todd Haley is going to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't, I don't know where the quarterback situation is in Kansas City and Kirk edge free, but you got the, the success of Kirk, not only his experience, his knowledge, his uh, his leadership, what he brings to a team, all those receivers. He has a guy that he can throw the ball up to, and he's probably 98% of the times he's coming down with the ball, and that's Larry Fitzgerald. You have a guy that these guys love in the locker room and, and Quan Bolden, and with the emergency of um, Steve Breston, he has arguably three of the best receivers in the game at one time. So, uh I think the importance of getting Kirk done also stems from Todd Haley being going and him being like another coach on the field. He he being able to get the ball to these guys who can make plays. See, a lot of times a lot of quarterbacks who think they're greater than they are think they can win games on their own. There's only a handful of those guys, and those guys right now are in the Hall of Fame. But I'm not saying Kirk can't get it done, but I'm saying he know when to use the weapons around him to be successful and make their offensive go. Uh, we talking defensively. We talked uh, a while ago that, you know, um, they need a pass rusher. They had the draft coming up that were in April, but they had a combine. So I don't know what they can do in the sense of getting finding a pass rush. There's a lot of guys out there on the market, but I don't know if the Cardinals can afford them. I don't even know if the Cardinals want to bring them in. They have so much money under the cap, and they say that's too uh, smart negotiations. But they've always had money under the cap, and we've <laughs> never won here. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of the Cardinals, but pay the guys to come in. and That's, that's not always the big-name guy on the market. That's the guy who comes in and fit into the scheme of things, fit into your situation as far as uh, the team is concerned. And that, well, there's team needs and there's team things you have to address in terms of filling some spots. Obviously, the entire team can't be the highest-paid player at each position. So you definitely have to kind of get your key pieces in place, Kurt being one, and uh, with um, – Dansby being named a franchise guy, I think the idea behind that is possibly if a team is willing, and, and I think he's a great player, but at the same time, if you look at it from the standpoint of possible two first-round draft picks, they could address each position. They could address his linebacker and out and a pass rush guy. So um, so there's a little bit of, of strategy involved with that, so uh, trying to see who will move at that position. and. Um, well, you know, I, I like Carlos Dansby. But, I, I love, but Carlos. if they can get two first, if they can get two first round picks for him, that they can go on the market and get some linebackers because it's a three four defense, and a lot of times you want to get two guys inside to um, stop the run. You want to get the two guys outside along with the um, you want to get along with these guys on the outside who's rushing the quarterback. And you got Adrian Adrian Wilson is on the line. We got a call from Adrian, but the success that they had in Pittsburgh in that three four defense. Adrian is just he's he's just as good as those rest of those guys in the league. As it's known, he's went to two consecutive <coughs> Pro Bowls. Should have been three, I think. Um, not just because I'm a fan of him, but the numbers they speak for themselves. So. Uh, no question. I mean, you and I know Eddie Dub has been a great player, man, for a long time. He's just finally starting to receive the recognition because he's been on the national stage a little bit more with the playoff games, obviously the Super Bowl. So Adrian's been doing that for years, and you and I both know that. And uh, finally, he's had his chance to break through. How people see him, and uh, and and he's definitely deserving of a new contract as well. I would agree with you. Say a national uh, platform because a lot of guys who are they all balling out there. A lot of guys can play ball, but they don't get the exposure that a lot of teams get back east. They don't get the exposure that you may get um, out west. But the uh, you know teams like Arizona finally consistently winning now or putting themselves in the in the forefront uh, of winning football games. 
he's getting that exposure along with the team getting that exposure. And it's great for him or just the team itself to go into the Super Bowl and get that and bring that to the uh, Valley and bring that to the community. I agree. As a, as a former player and a guy who competed against Adrian, as a running back, you know, I caught a lot of balls. So Adrian is one of the few guys, one of the safeties around the league that, you know, I had a lot of respect for him because, number one, he could cover. He, you know, he was fast enough and skilled enough, had enough agility to, to play in the open field, and he was obviously physical at the line of scrimmage. So uh, he was a big challenge to me in, in competing against this guy. And trust me, throughout the league, everybody knows this is a guy you've got to be aware of and know where he is on the field. Right. I, I think Adrian was at his best. I think he became a professional player. He humbled himself. You know, everybody coming out of college, they want to play right away. And he could play right away, but he humbled himself, man, and he turned into a superstar. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I say the Arizona Cardinals, I don't care what he's making this year, tear it up and uh, re-sign this guy to a long-term deal. He served his time. He definitely he's, he's deserving of it. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got uh, Adrian Wilson on the line, and we're going to talk about it, get a feel for what's going on over there defensively. Uh, this is Kwame Lassiter. I'm on Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk. Thanks for joining us. Come back, and we'll talk to you in two minutes. now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
listen to Kwame Lassen on Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. Uh, we left off talking about the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, and what they need to do as far as free agency and, and why these guys are always under the salary cap or have more money than anybody in the National Football League. Uh, I think it's after, what, about 89 years, I think it's panned out. These guys finally went to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, lost that, but uh, they got the right players in place, and um, we have a caller on the line, Adrian Wilson, the uh, Pro Bowl, All-Pro Free Safety uh, playmaker for the Arizona Cardinals. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hey, Carmen. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. What I want to ask you, man, is um, the fly, the firing of um, or dismissal of Clancy Pendergast. I, I, from the outside looking in, uh, as also as a fan, um, I thought he, you know, the guys responded to him well. I don't. Again, I don't know what's going on. Um, that they responded to him well. That you guys were flying around. You was making plays. Uh, do you know what happened with that, or do the coach, uh, Wisdom Hunt, do he come talk to his star players and say he's about to make this change or that change? Um, well, I had, I had heard about it when I was at the Pro Bowl, uh, I guess, uh, really before it happened. And uh, a lot of people were talking about that our defensive coordinator was going to get fired. So I ended up calling Coach Wisdom Hunt just to, just to see if the rumor was true. Right. He ended up telling me that it was, and uh, they was going to wait to announce it. But obviously it came out the same day I heard it. <laughs> and uh, – you know, it was just, you know, it was, I, I guess it was a move probably based on uh, the last, you know, the last couple of years, um, you know, with us finishing the middle of the pack. And, you know, he feels like we have, you know, the, the talent to, to be a top 10 defense or even a top five defense. And the talent didn't, didn't warrant the level that, that we were competing at over the past two years since Coach Wizard was there. So he ended up making the move, and uh, he said it was going to work out for the best of everybody. So we got to go with it. Well, yeah, that, that's good when – um. I agree with that 100. percent That's good when the players, uh, whatever the coach make, whatever decision he make, that they buy into it. So you don't have some guys with it and some guys on the fence, or some guys just completely rebelling. Uh, so that's a good thing. If uh, I know you being one of the leaders on that defense and you get them guys to play, just not by verbally, but also by going out on the field and making plays, and those guys have to follow you. So, so that's a good thing. I don't. Also, might have hurt uh, Clancy was that he's not a Ken Wisdom Hunt guy. He's a uh, he came under under uh, Dennis Green's, and uh, you know the good old boy system where they want their own players with them, their own team with them. So you see a lot of players getting cut when coaches come in that uh, that he didn't bring in. So uh, can you talk a little bit about what uh, Bill Davis will bring to this defense? I know he's from the Pittsburgh uh, era. He was he came he started coaching in 1992 under Bill Cowher. So I know he wanted to run that three four defense, and I think you'd be great in that defense as far as you know, blitzing all the time and in disguise and, and, and then picking more balls off. Yeah, you know, Coach Davis has, you know, he, he's always been, I think, uh, a pretty good coach for us as far as uh, game plan is concerned because he has so much experience in the 3-4 and being able to, to, to be around a lot of different coaches and, and experience a lot of different things. Because before he came to Arizona, he was in uh, San Francisco. And uh, San Francisco started running 3-4, Mike Nola got there. And Coach Davis was the guy that Mike Nola hired to run that 3-4. And they, at the time, San Fran didn't have really the personnel to run that type of defense, but they were a two-gap defense, and they were they were multiple a lot of times. A lot of times they were 3-4, and a lot of times they was uh, over 43. So, uh, you know, with us, we've always been a hybrid type of defense, and you know, hopefully it's going to work out for us. But Coach Davis is a great coach, and, uh, you know, he knows he knows the nuances and the elements of 3-4. So that's what – that's what we always wanted. Uh, that's what we've been trying to build our personnel around defensively is to run the 3-4. And, um, you know, it's still, I think it's still a work in progress because 
I think in order to have that 3-4 defense, you have to have those outside linebackers that can rush the passer. And you have to have those three technique or five technique guys that can two gap and still be able to hold their position once that run comes in that gap. So, you know, we're still in the building process, but I think we'll, we're closer than what we were a couple of years ago. And uh, I think it's probably going to take us probably two more drafts in order for us to really convert over to that 3-4. Hey, Doug, what's happening? This is Amp. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? I'm okay. I have a quick question. I actually have two questions. First of all, with you being one of the uh, longest tenured um, players over there, what changes have you seen in terms of just the organization since you were drafted there? And also, from a defensive standpoint, what do you feel are some key pieces, the most critical piece needed on the defensive side of the ball? Um, You know, when I first got here, it was, you know, Kwame, Kwame was still playing when I first got here. There was a more of a, a veteran ball club when I first got here. And um, being able to come in as a rookie and learn and be able to see what it takes to be a professional, I think for me it helped me out tremendously because I had a lot of veteran guys in front of me that I could watch. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't afraid to ask questions, but I was more, I, I was more willing to sit back and, and watch and see what they do. So, you know, now compared to now, I think it's a total 360 because after that year, they kind of blew the whole team up, and everybody went their separate ways. So uh, the, the organization now, I think, is at a point where they're trying to keep all the all the best players there, and being able to, to bring in free agents that's not, you know, the biggest name free agents or the guys that's going to want the most money. It's about bringing people in that fit into the core of your group, and that's what I think. That's what they're trying to do now. And, uh, you know, it's been a process because it hasn't been, it hasn't always been good. And, uh, you know, it's been bad a lot of times. And, you know, we've, we've learned as an organization from a lot of mistakes that we've made in the past through draft, through free agency, you know, through, through being able to develop players. I think, I think they've learned a valuable lesson over the past couple of years of, of how to do it. And they've, they've taken that approach and they've kind of molded it to, to what they want now. And now, now we're at the point now where we have the right coach. I really do believe that we have the right players to try to make a run back at the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that, was, that was my concern. That was one of my concerns, man, that the uh, Arizona Cardinals was going to be the same Arizona Cardinals. I was so, man, I was such a huge fan, you know, watching you guys on that playoff run, uh, watching you guys get to the Super Bowl. I was excited. And I appreciate you, Adrian, because you always keep um, – you always you always mention the veterans, man. You always mention where you started and how you started. And uh, – I'll tell you, a lot of veterans appreciate that because you keep our names out there. Uh, you let uh, you let guys know that, uh, you know, we was a part of what was going on or what's happening now, not just uh, then. But my whole thing was I was concerned what the Cardinals going to be able to uh, bring the right guys in. You, you see change, and some people can't – they can't accept change or they don't want it. They're uncomfortable with it. But I think uh, Ken Wisenhunt making these changes and um, from the outside looking in is skeptical to a lot of fans. But – well, I'm glad you called in because you know hearing it from you, uh, it changed the whole it changed the whole atmosphere of what we thought and what we're thinking. Because uh, if you buying into it and you one of the longest tenure ve- uh, veterans there, um, and if you buying into it, I'm definitely I watch those guys respond to how you play and what you say. So I know they'll buy into it, and then you can keep a, a good core group of guys there where you guys can continually make runs, not just in that NFC West which I think you guys should dominate uh, year in, year out, but throughout the whole National Football League because y'all have that type of talent. And I agree when you said earlier that being coming in that 3-4 defense, 
uh, being a top ten team, maybe even a top five. I do see you see you guys uh, how you fly around being a top five defensive unit, whether that be offense and pass uh, uh, total. But um, tell me what you think um, as a defensive guy. You know, watching those guys across from you on your team, other other side of the ball, are they making moves? You don't have to tell too much in-house stuff or what's going on over there, but what do you know about making moves or getting Anquan or something? Because I make so much I make so much hype about how I like Kurt Warner and how Kurt Warner is good for the team and that if he's the guy. If, if Matt Lionel's that quarterback, the Cardinals are not in the Super Bowl. But what are they doing to get Anquan and get uh, Kirk, Kirk signed, if you know? Well, you know, from, from what I've from what I've heard, uh, you know, obviously they're they're kind of close to getting Kirk signed. Uh, I don't know how how long it is, but you know, from from what I've heard, that you know is is close. And uh, Kirk obviously wants to be here, and uh, the whole thing with Adquan is, I guess, you know, it's a situation that's you know it's just been two years now, I guess, since he's been asking for a new deal. So uh, I, th- I think that situation has turned ugly. You know, to whenever you get uh, the wrong media people involved and, and people that's always looking for a story, that's when things start to get out of hand. And I think that's what's done happened over these past uh, few months is that, you know, things have just gotten, you know, really out of hand. And, you know, and the, the thing about being a National Football League player is a privilege. And, and you shouldn't always have to be able to do things the way that's being done now. And, you know, it's just, it's just some things that should be handled in-house and uh, he's one of our core players. I think, you know, he, uh, to me, he's he's the top two of right. our core players. So, uh, you know, we, we definitely got to get him back. And get yeah, him I, back with, with the right mind, mindset. And I, I think that's, that. that's, that's our main thing is, is being able to get him back with the right mind, with the right, with the right mindset to, to be able to come back to this team and help us, and, you know, and not be a distraction. I think that's the main thing that he wants to get done. And, you, you know, I agree with you. That's what I say about um, – you, I don't know. I think you got one more, one more year on your deal, on your contract. And I say, what? Uh, don't, don't. You got one more year left. I got, I got one more year left. And but I'm saying, I've, I've, I've already, you know, like I always say, man. If you know, I'm, I'm willing to redo my deal or, or do whatever needs to be done to, to get my deal to where I think it should be. And I think it should be, you know, with the top guys in the league because you know I, I just feel like I, I, I put in that work. And you know, I, I just think I should be rewarded for it. And uh, you know, but I, but make, make no mistake about it. I have I have no problem playing out my deal and playing out my one year because if the price isn't right, then I'm not going to sign it. <laughs> right, stay healthy. Yeah, just stay, stay healthy. And you're going to be fine. And buy bro. yourself some time. But you know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying earlier. That why let a guy like Adrian Wilson go into his last year of his deal? Should, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Now you got another disgruntled player talking about his contract when it should be done. You you implement, implement, implicating a three four defense. You're gonna need a safety like Adrian Wilson. You're gonna need Adrian Wilson. He's he's a guy who's been here his whole. Let him retire here. Sign this guy to a deal. Don't be trying to cut corners and save money here or there. This guy makes plays. I say he went to two consecutive Pro Bowls, but he should have went to a third one before that. Mm-hmm. He had the numbers, but, Amp, you mentioned he doesn't have the exposure that other teams have um, as far as to the national platform. But these guys have been winning, and it, it was exciting. So why let a guy go to his deal and that makes plays for you? Go ahead and get Anquan done. And it, I agree with him. He said the media gets involved. Um, and they blow it out of proportion. But we're going to take a commercial. Adrian, I don't know if you want to stick around, but I appreciate you coming. If you if you got to go, you got to go. But, man, I greatly appreciate it, man. You can call in no anytime. 
Um, anytime you want to discuss something or talk about something, and we pushing for you to get that new contract. And I'm, you know I'm a Cardinals fan, so. Yeah. Take care of yourself, A-Dub. Congratulations, man. You deserve the best, bro. I enjoy right. watching you play. All right, man. I'll holler at you. Appreciate that. All right. All right. We're going to come back on Kwame Last Sports Talk, talk about a little golf, talk about some songs. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back for the, to the Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. We're on the Voice American Sports Network. If you want to call in with questions, comments, and again, even suggestions about what's going on, the number is 1-888-346-9144. Uh, again, I have Amp Lee in the studio. I have Song Lee in the studio. Again, no relations. Not that I think so. my of. cousin. Oh, that's your cousin. <laughs> yes, her. I'm half black. That's yep. your half. Uh, <laughs> she's black and knees. Uh, oh, no. Where are you from? Guatemala? Guatemania? No, uh, Guam. Guam. It's the same. It's the same thing. Guadalupe. <laughs> Look, well, Ant will have his own show uh, up here on the Voice America Sports. But don't forget to check out uh, Ray Ellis Sports, Joe Cribs, uh, Jeff Nixon Sports Report, uh, Radio by George. You got the Fred Barnett. And uh, my boy, Mark McMillan, on a hard-hitting radio. He and Brian Evans got a, got a show going on. And continue to listen to Owen Hart's show. Um, golf. Let's talk a little bit about golf, son. What, you, what do you think about this? Uh, Please do. You, you want to talk about golf. <laughs> what do you think about this uh, Tiger coming back? I, I'm excited because 
is he coming back or did he choose the right format, the right form to come back in, you know, coming off that knee surgery? They say, well, the rumors around the, uh, around the sports world, golf world, that he's been playing golf, but he hasn't been playing competitive golf against these guys who've been playing, you know, since his surgery. Yeah, I mean, only Tiger knows when is the right time. You know, I think he has obviously um, the ability to have the best phys- physicians around him that's going to tell him that, you know, for the long run, this needs to be completely healed. And I'm pretty sure he's a smart enough guy to know that if it's early, he's not going to come back. There's no rush for him. He just had a second child. You know, and there is really no rush for him to come back and, you know, get his title back or whatnot. And I think that one question that I think people have wondering is why did he choose a match play event for his first event back? And, you know, just shows he's a competitor. It doesn't I, matter. You know what? I think of the match play format because he either going to play one round of golf or he get to walk around and play maybe six rounds of golf, and that tests the knee out. That tests the knee out and the height of his competition against those guys who are professional as well and can play, mm-hmm. can play the game like Tiger, well, play the game with Tiger. They can't play it like Tiger. We've seen that through the numerous years. So I think this is a, a good format, the match play, because yeah. you never know how many rounds he's going to play. And Tiger, as we all know, He's really getting ready for the Masters. Mm-hmm. He's this is just to test the knee out to see how much the walking going on with that. Um, sure, I don't know what um, Am. You know, you got the new Scott Caddy thing, so your game and uh, your game ready for the go down. Yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to challenge Tiger. At this <laughs> is point, that so. the satellite one? Yeah, it's, it's actually the golf buddy. I picked that up here the last day or two, and uh, actually I'm gonna probably pop it out the box, get on the course with it tomorrow. So, sorry, I had a quick question. Yes. Um, do you think the fact that he only, in this format, he'll only have to beat one guy at a time as opposed to beating the field? Mm-hmm. Because, he, you know, it's obviously match play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a little bit different setting in that now I only have to p- beat this one guy. He doesn't have to be the guy that, you know, somebody's hot in the field and he's got to chase him, that kind of deal. It's one round and, and see what happens. You think that helps as well? I think so. I think that mostly we all know that his um, biggest asset is his um, – you know, his mental game. You know, we know that mentally he's stronger than anybody else out there, and that's why he's also a very strong match play player. And I think just put himself, like you said, he's getting ready for the Masters, which is what he ultimately wants to win right now. And just putting himself in the situation to get mentally ready, you know, day by day, player by player, I think that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I went down la- I went down to Tucson last year, man, and I- I'm like, this guy is incredible. I- I- he hit so many bad shots. That the uh, guys he playing against think they have him, and uh, you talk about his mental uh, aspect. I think his imagination is one of the one of his greatest assets that he have when it, while playing golf because he he actually scares these guys and need to get himself so quickly out of trouble as fast as he get in. And you talking about his driving, Tiger drives the ball right and left uh, when he when he's on his game, like anybody else. He's right down the middle. He's one on and birdie. I, I think he scrambles really, really well. Because you're right. I mean, his driver the last couple of years have been. He's been off with. It. He's been right. He's been left. Um, he's missed a lot with his driver. But at the same time, he can. He's one of the few guys that can have a bad round and somehow still be one yeah, under. That was. That's what makes a great golfer. It's not all the great shots that you're gonna hit. Is how you you know recover from the bad shots. And you know, for being the number one so player for so good. long. Go ahead, song. I'm no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but being the number one player, he's not number one in fairway hit. He's not number one in greens and regulations. You know, but up and downs, I'm sure he's far up there. And his numbers in the other ones, I'm sure, do not fail either. But yeah, if that was the way, then the number one fairway in greens and regulation would be number one. But 
Well, well I, I think uh, Phil Mickelson has a great imagination, but that's Ronda Greens because he'll get he'll get in a situation where like this guy, I like my chances against him. He's yeah. This is his last weekend game. Everybody talk about how he choked. He won. I don't care if he, he choked. Won, he won, but he was letting it fall apart there for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, Phil will give you a chance, but Phil will always give <laughs> you a chance. Few, yeah, he wanted some dramatic. Right. Yeah. Phil will give you a chance. Yeah. Just stay close, and and he'll give you a chance. Yeah. He was going against Fred Couples and being a Seattleite. Fred Couples is good. He is still good. He's yeah, he's still. And good. I was rooting for him. Yeah, well, he choked on that last hole um, yeah. in the. Um, and in Los Angeles, he choked, putting the ball to the right, end up behind the tree. But he made a great recovery shot, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to go in. And then um, he barely missed that putt. But all the same, he missed the putt. Phil just down the stretch found a way to yeah. win. It's win hard the game. for me to root for Phil for some reason because he looked sloppy, man. He 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 <laughs> looked like he don't care. He walked like that. He walked like it just don't matter to him. And those guys out there wanting to play, wanting to get out there and get it done. To me, his attitude just seems to be so cavalier and so mm-hmm. Scott, just that Scott you know Dillish. I got it. You know I, I'm you know I got the square guy and and I don't feel that way about his game because me neither. I like my chances, right, like I said. Right. <laughs> the interesting is they did a poll, you know, and they said against the fan with the fans, um, the number one liked guy was of course Phil, mm-hmm. and number one um, dis liked guy was VJ Singh and then they did a poll within the locker room and it was completely <laughs> opposite the number one liked guy was VJ I mean everybody amongst your peers that's what matters is if you, they know him inside and right. out they see him inside the locker room they see him after right. a good day they right. see him after a bad day but it's too bad that VJ Singh doesn't get all the accolades out in public well who cares what somebody I, I agree with that who cares what somebody in the public thinks as far as if you're not out there, you don't watch my work ethic. You don't. Mm-hmm. You're not in the locker room with right. me, and you right. don't. Hear, you don't see the camaraderie we having. Yeah. And uh, what people don't like VJ because he's outspoken. He says what's on his mind. If you can't, if you can't appreciate that, you need to kick rocks and well, get on. Well, he's not because he's also outspoken, but it's also because he's not that charismatic. He doesn't go and talk to every fan. He's business. Right. You know, he's strictly business. He works on his game. He's the first one there. You know, last one to leave, and he's out there to play golf. And you can't blame a guy for that. Where Phil is like out there with the fans. Talking and which is not a bad thing, but hemming it up basically, right? But yeah. he, uh, but a lot of people don't see the like you say he's all business. He's mm-hmm. out there to win tournaments, to uh, concentrate and focus. And just because he don't hang around and do the fan thing, mm-hmm. you don't know what foundations and what charities this guy have. And it might be all predicated on kids and stuff. But when he's at work, he's at work. That is mm-hmm. his job to go out there and win golf tournaments and uh, you know and put himself in position to win I those. Agree. So. As a fan, you got to understand that this guy is at his office. This is his job. Yes. You came to his office to watch him work. Mm-hmm. So find out more about him. Like, what is his, what are his foundations? What is he doing to uh, help other things outside of golf? Or what is he is he using golf as a platform to you know bring a lot of things together as far as kids are concerned? Mm-hmm. But but Tiger Woods, I, I got him in the bracket. I got him in the uh, Bobby Jones bracket, and then you got the Ben Hogan bracket, uh, Gary Player, Sam Snead. I already got Tiger winning. He has uh, this guy, uh, number 16, in this bracket, but I think this guy like 164. 64th. No, it's just 64. 64. Because there's 64 players. No, I'm talking about in the world. <laughs> I'm talking about in the world. He's got, this guy's number, he's not, well, he might be 64. Always, yeah, yeah, he is 64. Yeah. I'm Once sorry, again, sorry, he I'm always questions my credibility. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you're saying. I just listen to you talk and do like this. I just shake my head. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tiger, I got him beating him. And then I got him beating uh, Weir. I don't know how y'all guys' bracket pans out. Then I got him beating Ogilvy. Then he playing VJ in the uh, semifinals, and he's beating. I didn't. I didn't do my Gary Player and Sam Snead bracket, but I got him winning the 2009 championship at the uh, World Golf Championship, a centric match play. 
Well, that's, I mean, it's never a, a bad call. Does he, does I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> it's never bad when you go with it. But does him. he have a chance to win coming off surgery? And these guys been playing comp- been playing competitive golf since his knee surgery. Yeah, but no one has stepped up. You know, they spoke on ESPN or whatnot as, you know. I think some young guys did. Yeah, but no one has, like, you know, the people that you would think like VJ or even Padraig, he did well, but no one has, like, took his number one spot while he was gone. Yeah, I, I still <laughs> like uh, – uh, Anthony Kim, uh, Chameleon Vegas, they stepped up as far as winning, not only just winning a few miles, but putting themselves in position. I would like to, and I would like to see guys who's supposed to be number two in the world mm-hmm. play like number two in the world. I find those guys nowhere, and I think I don't. Yes. Is Sergio number two in the world now? I think Sergio may be number two in the world, but you never see these guys in the final rounds of uh, on Sundays. That's supposed to be have this great golf game. Now, any given game, you're not going to be on all the time. It's what you do while you're playing, how you're able to come from a bad shot. And, and as they say, golf is full of bad shots, how you respond to them and get up and down. So, I don't know. If any of you guys going down there, you let me know. I'm riding with. Yeah, I just feel that Tiger is um, he's such a machine and he's so precise about his work that if he felt that he couldn't go out and, and win this tournament, not play, mm-hmm. but win this tournament, he, he wouldn't, you know, yeah, he wouldn't be playing. You know, he, I think he his his think pride is is so much better and deeper than that. That if he didn't feel like he could go out and win this tournament, uh-huh. I don't think he'd participate. Well, that's Tiger Woods. So we are we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, not just the steroids, but in baseball, but in, in any and every sport, and not the punishment, but how you can police your own. We'll get into that. This is Kwame Lassie. You listen to Kwame Lassie Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We'll come back in two minutes. For some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here.
Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah thanks for coming back with us uh that's ruben on the uh on the music he does a great job This is the Voice America Sports Network. Uh, you listen to Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. I have guests in the studio. I appreciate you guys for coming by. Amp Lee, Song Lee. We're going to talk a little bit about, not a, and I mean a little bit, but I want to get you guys' opinion on not just the steroid use in baseball, but also in um, uh, sports, uh, any sport actually, but not the use of it, but how do ownership take the, uh, take the initiative to police their own. So I think... Um, Coming out of college, they spend so much money. The professional team you are uh, probably going to get drafted to or um, get free agent trials to, they spend so much money on finding, out, checking out your background, going to your friends, your families, uh, going to your coaches, and do a, they do an extensive research on who you are and what you are as a person. Um, I think, I think. Um, with that same uh, with that same intensity to find out to try to save money to see if we want this guy on our team, you should be able to still do that. As far as the uh, steroids is concerned, like like a raw situation. One thing that I want to add is um, the one person I think that's happy about this a raw situation is it's probably a- Michael Phelps because suddenly <laughs> he's not on the news anymore. Yeah, you know, when it first came out, his yeah. picture was everywhere. It's a go-y-ra, go-y-ra. Yeah, and now and now it's like a distraction. It's like yes, no one is paying attention yeah. to my yeah. marijuana no more. Yeah, but he he was smoking marijuana. I'm talking about some steroids. I mean, if he, you know what, if uh, Michael Phelps has smoked marijuana and in his privacy of his home, and we didn't see that. It would never be an issue. Then again, now you could they could question with his with his lung capacity being what it is. <laughs> he might have an advantage because he's been doing that. You see what I mean? Did he do a little bit before Olympics? <laughs> you know? All right, no. but you you guys tell me what do you think? Do you think let's just say uh, I was with Team A? Do the ownership of Team A um, should they be penalized for guys using steroids? They signing these guys to contract. They did the background check on the free agency. Whether that be coming from another team or on a draft coming from out of college or somewhere semi-pro-wise, should they be penalized for that and not put all the ownership on uh, Buzz Seeley if this is a baseball situation? You know, I I think pretty much with all sports there should be some type of um, testing program in place. Also, obviously there should be a random testing, but there should be standard testing as well. Um, I personally, I, if I'm going to bring a, a someone into my organization, make them a part of my program. Um, I want to know that, especially if um, involving sports and competition. I would want to know that, and if, in fact, there was some type of issue with that, then don't play. Uh, you, the choice is yours. Either you, you do something that you love and you enjoy and then you're going to earn a living at it and you're going to do it clean and you're going to do it fair, or guess what? 
don't don't play. It's yeah. a pretty simple and choice to going me. Going back to your question about whether the owner <clears throat> um, should take any responsibility in it, I don't think that um, they can. I mean, these are grown adults. You know, there's people that come in, you say, about like 17, 18 years old. When A-Rod first said he tried it, what was he? Well, when he first came 15. into, <laughs> when he was first in Mariners, uh, well, he was like 19 or something like that. These were grown men, you know, and you choose, ultimately, you do all the decision-making you know yourself, and so I think as an owner, the best you can do is constantly have these tests and um, you know tell them, remind them like this is not good for your system, it's not good for the image of our team. We're giving you a contract, and this is what you have to do in return. And if they decide to do it, then it's you know sole person's fault. Well, yeah, because baseball was already down at one point. They went on strike, and then when they came back, um, I think they used uh, Sammy Sosa and uh, Mark McGuire in this home run situation to bring back the, bring the fans back into the uh, ballpark. And now you, you, come, you get hit with this steroid th- situation, and you got these guys going in front of congressmen in line, and Michael Vick is still in jail. But we'll get to that on another, <laughs> we'll <laughs> another, show. another, another show. For dog fighting. Yeah, but for dog fighting. Yeah, these guys, um, you know, they go in cong- congressmen in line, and then there's no consequences. Not not for A Rod anyway. A Rod's talking about going to a world, going to another league, or to play in a world championship baseball game, and um, he he's not going to be punished for all this all this that's going you on. Know, so. You know, it's it's a it's an issue of you know public you know disgrace or that whole deal. You go around and be the face as a steroid guy, or or five hundred million. Five hundred million <laughs> will make you okay, man. Let's say half a billion. Uh, well, yeah, half a billion. You could good. deal with that 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 public shame. I mean, because the truth is, you don't ever have to really go in public. It, you can have everything at your house, right? And then you I can mean, also buy you a couple you need, rings, <laughs> whatever they give you for the Hall of Fame. That jacket, you can buy that jacket, right? I mean, so you, you know, when you start talking about the Hall of Fame, you start talking about all these things. But I mean, how does that make you feel inside, knowing that you cheated? And then you possibly still might get in the uh, Hall of Fame. Well, you still get, you might, you cheating and you still might get another decent contract like that. How does that make you feel inside? Um, that has to eat at you at some point that I cheated and uh, other guys, other guys play drug free. If like, you've got a, if you've got a, you know, a, a, conscious a, a moral bone in your body, obviously it's going to eat at you. Mm-hmm. It should. I mean, truthfully, no one wants to deal with public scrutiny, public shame. Nobody wants to deal with that. However, Half a billion. Half a billion. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Half a billion. Can any money buy you pride, <laughs> respect for yourself, though? I see it by some guys. Some guys, some guys, some guys bought it. I, I, t- I completely agree with you. I can com- live in a cave for the rest I, of I your life. I completely you know? agree with you in that. Yeah, because Defamation. when you lay down at night, it's still mm-hmm. there. You, you have, you got to deal with you. I totally agree. However, a half a billion. <laughs> what, what do you land on? <laughs> what do you land with? Who? I mean, he. He's this guy, and and, and keep in mind, once he retires, I mean, in a sense, he's he's out of that, and no one really cares, and no one really knows at that point. I mean, he's not on the tube as much; he's not visual to put in the public. So at that point, he, you know, there's a certain circle of people that he's with, and now he just has and to. And hopefully, go. it'll die off, and he he's probably yeah. he's probably counting on that. But do you think uh, uh, golfers, professional golfers, mm-hmm. I, I would say even in the college ranks, because I know college we get tested all the time, and I agree with the random testing. These guys shouldn't know, but you always got that inside person to let you know we're about to get tested in about two or three mo- weeks. Yes. So, um, in, so in professional golf, you think they should be uh, steroid tested? Steroid tested? Well, or tested any drug. Any drug. Any yeah. drug. Well, any sport I think you should. I mean, if you're trying to equal out the playing field for everybody, you know, you should test any sport. It doesn't matter if you're playing curling, you know, to get tested. 
every organization should have random testing. Well, I don't. I don't know where the steroids. I've never taken anything as far as um. I'm. I'm, I'm sure you. Advil, but I know. <laughs> but I don't. I don't see if the steroids. It, it makes you bigger, but does it makes you hit a ball? Does it give you the hand eye coordination that you've already had? Uh, does it give you the hand eye coordination or the uh, hand foot coordination if you're a soccer player? Does it give you that type of that type of agility? Or does it enhance that? Does it enhance your mind? You All it does is interrogate your uh, your ligaments, your joints. Right, as I said, I mean, I think it's kind of tough to say to say to what degree you can measure, um, you know, st- statistically. How does that change a guy's numbers or performance? It's a it's a difficult challenge with that, but at the same time, there's evidence that it's it's supposed to improve those things. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, it, it's outside of the game, and and uh, it's outside of the game. Well, I, I, you know what. They better find a way to fix that because the you know the sport the fans just not going to allow the fans won't they will not come to the ballpark if you got like out of nine baseball you got nine guys on the on the field you get six or seven of them cheating six and you playing against a team that's drug free we don't know the numbers on on what team or how many on that team was are taking drugs or what kind of enhancement but if you got if you got to keep it drug free no one if no one else is using it, if it's not allowed just just don't use it to to me Quam, i think things if if that becomes acceptable we're in a completely new era right. because i think the fundamental um beauty of 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 sports is a competition mm-hmm. and sportsmanship that that's that's the basis of of the entertainment with sports the the excitement the uncertainty the you know the enthusiasm the competition Cheating is outside the, outside of the game, and that's why I like golf because golf is so respectful, man. I don't know. We we'll, we won't get off there. I'm gonna find out what you guys got going on. And you got the, uh, your comfy dot com, comfy dot dot com. Um, um, just casual wear, ladies casual wear. Um, I've checked it out, I and mean, it's 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 good. I was in the gym this morning. I seen some outfits like that. I said, well, I have to give you some and, and uh, let you get them out for me. All right? Yeah, man, just let me know. I I pass them around. I, I don't know if I'm a good salesman because I'm still trying to get sponsors for this show. <laughs> what a <laughs> song league! What you got going on? Is just practicing, getting ready. Yes. Get your mind right. Practice, practice, and practice. What, um, speaking of which, what size are you, song? Size? Yes. What do you mean? Pant like size? Four. Size four. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, eight, <It's> ten. <laughs> we uh um, get some stuff. I got thirty minutes work. left, man. Let me uh, let me close this out. But first before 30 I minutes? thirty seconds. You hear what I said. Thirty seconds, uh I got a question in once in a while. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> congratulations to the um KU basketball men's basketball team and without Griffin. Without <laughs> Griffin. Yeah, he still he still lost two in a row with them. Uh, beating Oklahoma, the number three team. Uh, so Kansas right now is in first in the Big 12 in basketball. You want to call it a rebuilding year, but I don't know if you can say that with the Kansas basketball team. They just reload and start shooting. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me. We are here, like I said, early in the show. Tempe, Arizona, not covering the Valley, but covering the whole wide world. You guys can go back to making your cold calls, playing your solitaire, your free sale, your spades on your computer. This has been a great show. Uh, thanks, Amp Lee and Song Lee. You're on Wakwama Lots of Sports. I will see you next Tuesday at 10. Thanks for tuning in this week. 
Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.